Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Look at Jesus telling them, he says, I'm not forcing them out by the power of Beelzebub because Beelzebub and Satan cannot cast out each other. You have two, two wrongs can't make a right. So evil and evil cannot put out evil. So there has to be a good to overcome evil. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, welcome to the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Kendrick Scott, and I am here with you again for the Uncovering of Satan Part 4. If you would, please, ma'am, please, sir, hit the like and the subscribe button as well as the bell so that you can receive notifications for when there are other videos that are available and coming out. So if you would, grab your Bibles, grab your notepads, grab your pen, and let's jump right on into this thing. Remember, we are dealing with the nature of Satan, which also talks about the names and the titles of Satan attached with characteristics and natures, and we'll be able to find those different uh, titles as well as natures in Scripture. All right, so let's go to this thing. The first, uh, the next one we're going to deal with for part four is going to be serpent, which means enchanter. Uh, and the word enchanter means, uh, it comes from the root word encarter, which means cast a spell. Encarter, which means cast a spell on uh, magic, sorcery, uh, to put someone under a spell or something under a spell. Uh, the next word means, uh, which is beguiler, which means to influence by trickery, flattery, uh, to take away from someone or something by cheating or deceiving. And the next meaning of serpent is subtility and wisdom perverted to evil ends. Subtility means cunning or crafty. So, uh, the very first scripture that we're going to deal with is we're going to go to the book of Genesis and we're going to go to uh, chapter 3. We're going to go to verse 1 through 7 and uh, we're going to look as well as the 13th verse and read out the New King James Version. Okay? It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Look at, look at Satan being cunning and crafty in his words. You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. And they sowed the fig trees and made themselves covering. Notice verse 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So right there, you see from the very beginning, uh, you see the characteristics of the serpent. And you see the serpent's name 
which attaches to Satan. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Second Corinthians, uh, excuse me, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. And I'm reading out the new King James version. It says, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. Notice uh, serpents are very wise. They're always watching. Oftentimes they see us before we see them. But notice the wisdom that comes from this serpent that, uh, that Jesus is talking about. as He's getting ready to send these leaders out into the world. Remember back in the book of Ezekiel uh, where it talks about the, uh, the fall of Satan. It says that he gave him that wisdom, but then his wisdom was corrupted. So that's where that's coming from uh, in this particular part of the scripture. So we must be wise as serpent. That lets us know that Satan or that serpent is very wise. He's very wise. All right. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. Verse 3 says, Behold, I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The pure simplicity also means the purity that is in Christ. So Paul lets his leaders know. He says, look, I don't want you guys to be deceived by the craftiness of Satan. I don't want you guys to be like Eve, how she was deceived by the serpent. All right, let's look at Revelations 12, uh, verse 3. It says, and there appeared another wonder in heaven. Okay. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. So now we went from talking about the serpent to dealing with the dragon. Notice the meaning of the dragon. Okay. Which is another name for Satan. And we're also going to tie to it with his nature and the character and the work of this fallen archangel. Notice this dragon. The great enchanting serpent, okay, speaks of the vicious, beastly nature and rage of Satan, okay? That's, that's this dragon that we're talking about right here, and you'll see these characteristics in Scripture as we lay them out. Let us go to uh, the fourth verse, and we're going to deal with the B-clause of that, okay? And it says, and the dragon stood before the woman. Watch the rage of this stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Look at the rage that's in this dragon, okay? The rage of Satan that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Notice Revelation 12 and 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Okay. So I want you to keep in mind that as we're flowing through the word of God, that the next time that you begin to read scriptures, the reason for this is the next time that you begin to read scriptures, when you see the serpent, when you see the word dragon, you will understand. Oh, I remember when we talked about that during the Uncovering of Satan series. And so now you have a recollection or you have a thought of what that particular title means as well as the nature that is attached to it through scripture. So that's the reason why we're going through this. Okay. So flow with me and we'll continue to go on as I lay out this foundation and give you scripture by scripture that is attached with each name as well as characteristic. All right. So revelation 16 verse 13 through 14, it says, and I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouth of the dragon. 
the beast and the false prophet. They are demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on the great judgment day of God Almighty. Okay, again, there it is. It's talking about the dragon, which is Satan. And it's talking about the demonic spirits that are attached with him that fell from heaven along with him, those angels. All right. So time will not allow me to go through and break down each of these scriptures. Again, we're just dealing with the name and the characteristics that is shown to us in scripture. Amen. Amen. Revelations 20, one through two says, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven having the key to the bottomless pit, okay, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. So that just lets us know right there, amen, that Satan's going to be bound for a thousand years. Okay, we're going to move right along because that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to break that particular scripture down. Amen. I'm just here to, uh, to lay out this foundation of names, titles, and characteristics and natures of Satan. All right. So Isaiah 27 and 1, we're still dealing with the dragon. It says, uh, in that day, the Lord will take his terrible and swift sword and punish Leviathan, the swiftly moving serpent, there it is again, the coiling, writhing serpent, he will, talking about Jesus, kill the dragon of the sea. So there it is right there. Satan, the dragon, the serpent is being destroyed. Last scripture dealing with the dragon and the serpent. Uh, let's go to Ezekiel 29 and 3. It says, speak and say thus. Said the Lord, God, behold, let me start over again. Verse three says, speak and say, thus saith the Lord, God, behold, I am against thee, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the great dragon that lieth in the midst of his rivers, which has said my name, excuse me, my river is mine own and I have made it for myself. Amen. Showing you. Showing you that name again that's attached with Satan, which he is the dragon. The next characteristic we're going to deal with is Beelzebub, which means prince of devils derived from Beelzebub or Lord of the flies, God of the dunghill. This was a heathen God believed to be the ruler of all evil spirits. Okay. So let's look at the name Beelzebub. So next time you read the name, reading the Bible and you see the name Beelzebub, you know what it means. All right. <laughs> all right. Second Kings uh, one, two through three. It says after King Ahab's death, the land of Moab rebelled against Israel. One day, Israel's new king, Ezahiah, fell through the lattice work of an upper room at his palace in Samaria and was seriously injured. So he sent messages to the temple of Beelzebub, amen, a satanic temple, the God of Akron, to ask whether he would recover. Verse 3 says, but the angel of the Lord told Elijah, who was from Tishba, go and confront the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask him, is there no God in Israel? Why are you going to Beelzebub? the God of Akron to ask whether the king will recover. 
Amen. In other words, why are you going to a satanic temple to ask a false God about something of recovering when he has no power to recover you? So is there no God in Israel? So why can't y'all just come ask me for that recovering? Amen. Amen. Let's look at Matthew 10, 24 through 25. And it says, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is, it is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they call the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his house? So notice right here, Jesus is, is telling them, he's like, look, if this is what y'all are calling me, then what do y'all think they're going to call the rest of the house? I'm not Beelzebub. My power doesn't come from Beelzebub. Okay? So notice that if the head of the house is as if the devil, then what do you think the rest of the house is going to be like? So we have to make sure that we are not acting or portraying ourselves as Beelzebub, which is Satan. But notice in Matthew 12, 24, it says, when the Pharisees heard this, they said, he forces out demons by the power of Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Here they are thinking that Jesus is a part of Beelzebub. Okay. Notice in verse 25, notice what Jesus says to them. He says, Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he said to them, any kingdom where people fight each other will end up ruined. And a town or family that fights will soon destroy itself. So if Satan fights against himself, how can his kingdom last? Verse 27 says, if I use the power of Beelzebub to force out demons, whose power do your own followers use to force them out? Your followers are the ones who will judge you. Verse 28 says, but when I force out demons... By the power of God's spirit, it proves that God's kingdom has already come to you. Look at Jesus telling them, he says, I'm not forcing them out by the power of Beelzebub because Beelzebub and Satan cannot cast out each other. You have two, two wrongs can't make a right. So evil and evil cannot put out evil. So there has to be a good to overcome evil. Okay, so notice what Jesus says to them. He says, I cast them out by the power of God's spirit. Notice, okay, in Romans 8 and 9, okay, through 11. And I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. It says, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you, and remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Verse 10 says, and Christ lives within you. So even through your body will die because of sin. The spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. So my brothers and sisters, we have that same spirit on the inside of us to cast out devils, to cast out demonic spirits, and to do things according to the spirit of God that dwells on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. Mark 3, verse 22, and I'm reading this out of the CE version, CEV version, okay? Some teachers of the law of Moses came from Jerusalem and said, excuse me, came from Jerusalem and said, this man is under the power of Beelzebub, 
the ruler of demons. He is even forcing out demons with the help of Beelzebub. Okay, so they don't know any better. And so they're, they're, they're thinking that Jesus is the one that is Beelzebub when clearly he's not. Uh, but they don't have any understanding of it. All right. So that right there deals with Beelzebub as well as um, you can also look at Luke for this perspective in Luke 11, also 15 through 20. All right. So uh, let's deal with another characteristic, which is Satan, God of this age, lowercase g, God of this age, which means uh, age, which means world, which suggests evil, not time nor life. So age, which suggests evil uh, in the presence of that present age. And we'll see that in Galatians 1 and 4. New Living, Te New Living Translation says, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. It's talking about Satan, okay? 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, New Living Translation says, whose mind the God of this age, talking about Satan, has blinded those, okay, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's talking about those the, uh, the present age, the God of this age, the God of this world, we clearly know that he's not the God of the universe, okay? He don't have that, he don't have that kind of power. So it's talking about the, the, the present evil, evilness and the spirits and the things that, that hover upon the, uh, that hover around the earth and hover around us as well, okay? Uh, the next characteristic is a uh, prince of this world and prince of the world system. And we can see that in John 12, 31 King James Version uh, verse 31 says now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out talking about Satan uh, John 14 and 30 New Living Translation says I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches he has no power over me and so if Jesus can declare that the ruler of this world, the prince of this world, being Satan, if Jesus can declare that he has no power over him, then that also means that he has no power over you and I. Okay, so we need to remain confident by reading the scripture that Satan has no power over you and I. Notice, prince of the power of air, Ephesians 2 and 2. Okay, it says, wherein the, the, the time passed, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Okay, and we'll talk about some scriptures later that's going to show that. Uh, you can also compare that scripture with Ephesians 6 and 12. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, talking about the prince of this world, the prince of the power, prince of the prince of the air. All right, the next characteristic is Lucifer, which means the day star, the morning star, the light barrier, the shining one. Okay, and we'll find that over in Isaiah 14 and 14. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning. Again, attaching the characteristics with the name or title, the title of Satan, which means we are uncovering who he is 
through scripture, through different names, as well as different characteristics. Okay. Uh, the next one we're going to look at is, um, Belial, Belial, B-E-L-I-A-L, which means, uh, worthless, perverse, and lawless. And we can find that characteristic over in 2 Corinthians 6 and 15. I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Infidel means a person who does not believe or a person who is considered to be a heathen. Okay? Six, uh, 2 Corinthians 6.15. I also like how it reads in the New Living Translation. It says, What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with a unbeliever? I didn't write this. It's right there in the Bible. Christ and the devil, they can't have any harmony with each other. So how can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? So we got to make some changes, and we see that in Scripture, and it's talking about this characteristics of, of the devil. All right? So the last one uh, that I want to deal with on tonight is the enemy, okay, which means hater and hostility. So the enemy bring, the enemy is a hater, and he also brings along hostility. So let's look at Matthew 13 and 39, our last scripture for the night. And it says, the enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. Amen. So he is the enemy which uh, planted the weeds among the wheat. In other words, planting discord, planting division, and things of that nature that creates hostility or a hostile environment. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in tonight to the Kingdom Rock Network. I thank you. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this Bible study teaching as much as I have. Uh, it has been a pleasure. Meet me next time for um, part five of the conclusion of volume one of the uncovering of Satan. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you. Uh, for this Bible study teaching. We pray now, Lord God, that those that are watching now and those that are watching later, I pray that they will begin to gain an understanding of your word. Father God, that they will begin to create an excellent biblical balance between good and evil, uh, that when they read the scriptures and when they see the different names of Satan, that it will be brought back to their remembrance, the, uh, the name as well as the characteristic and the nature of Satan, so that we can always be aware and so that it will enhance our knowledge and uh, enhance our knowledge of your word. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you will continue to, uh, to be upon your people, that no weapon will be formed against them, Lord God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will cover them as, they, as we uncover Satan, that you will cover their homes, that you will cover their lives, and that you will cover their families. And Lord God, we pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining in. Again, hit the like and subscribe button and hit that bell and we'll see you next time on the Kingdom Rock Network. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.